welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett. Hello, Katie. And Nicole Ellis. What's up? Katie, where's Cameron? <laughs> I don't know. He left us. Cameron could not be here today, but he gave his blessing for us to go ahead and record without him. So we are going to do just that. And it gives us a great opportunity to bring in Nicole to talk about a topic that she is expert on. But before you turn off your podcast, this is not another Taylor Swift episode. (laughs) We're actually going to be talking about junior college today. And Nicole has some expertise in that area. The pros and cons of community college. Yeah, so we've yep. uh, we've done episodes before about talking about college. I think several episodes we have sprinkled in there the fact that college is very different than it used to be. Obviously, I thought that when COVID hit and everything went online that college would get cheaper. No, um, you can get degrees at night, online, in person. There's so many different options. But we've also stressed about education that not everyone has to go to a four-year university. Not everyone has to go to a community college. Some people can go to trade schools, but there's so many different things. You've got to figure out what fits you and what's best. Nicole wanted us to really dive deeper into community college and kind of the the pros and cons of that. Decided to make this outline because I have listened to every episode. I'm just going to toot my own horn and notice that this hasn't been brought up and it's very much a big thing, especially when I was in high school back almost 10 years ago. I'm going to age myself with that one. <laughs> She's going to age yeah. herself. Yeah. My 10 year reunion is year. next year. Oh, um, Lord. I will just point out that I think, Nicole, you come up with topics based on the list that you get to make. <laughs> That's not necessarily <laughs> true. I have made some topic outlines and I have no idea where the list is going to go and I just go with it. Mm, You just feel it. You just, you know. It's in my bones. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Okay. So education, super, super important. And so let's, let's get into your list you put together, Nicole. TV shows and movies set in community college. Indeed. And there's an obvious one that's just going to go right up front. Everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. What is it? It's Community, yes. a television show with Joel McHale. It's a comedy about a group of students at Greendale Community College, which is fictional, set in Colorado. It follows the students as they navigate their classes, relationships, and personal life. I've personally never seen this show. You've never say. seen Community? I know. Me either. It's got Donald well, Glover in it, too, doesn't it? Does. It It's got Donald Glover. He's amazing. This is an underrated show, people. This is a good one. Um, it's actually one that I watched almost all the way through. I did not finish after Donald Glover left. I watched for another season or two, but then the last season I ended up not. Yeah. Side note, Donald Glover is amazing in Atlanta. If you've... Yes, he is. It's uh, hilarious. It's a good show. But there's no community college in Atlanta. I mean, they're in the... <laughs> City Atlanta, there are probably yeah. several community colleges, but in the TV show, it's not. There's no community college, on. but community. They do focus on the community college, and it is hilarious. It's the name community. Court, take the next one. Okay, the next one is Larry Crown. Never seen it. Don't want to. But it's a comedy movie about a middle-aged man who enrolls in community college after being laid off from his job. It, of course, does star Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts. Love them. The only thing that I really remember about this movie is in the trailer for the movie, I'm fairly certain that there's a scene of Tom Hanks riding on a scooter with Julia Roberts on the back of it. And that's all I can really tell you that Larry Crown is is about, is they ride around on a scooter. That sounds like a good life, just riding around on a scooter with Mm. Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts. I mean, I'd be game. Yeah. 
Okay, the next one on this list is Accepted. It's a comedy movie about a high school student who is rejected from every college he applies to. He decides to create his own college and enroll himself and his friends. This is Justin Long, Jonah Hill. This kind of reminds me of a movie, probably, Nicole, you've never seen. But, Court, do you remember the movie Camp Nowhere? I do not remember the movie Camp Nowhere, but I remember us discussing the movie Camp Nowhere the last time Accepted came up on one of our lists. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, they just, they create this college and it's trying to like fit everybody's different, unique personalities and what they wanted. So Camp Nowhere is kind of similar than they, they make one camp and then when the parents show up, it's like one section is like fat camp and the other one's theater camp and another one's nerd camp and like... And that's not politically correct, but that's what they say in the movie. Okay, I'm just quoting what's in the movie. Who's in this movie? Oh, it we has. Keep, we keep jumping off onto other topics. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it has Doc from Back to the Future. Christopher Lloyd is Chris, the name. Yes, thank you. For. I was like, I'm looking at him in my mind. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd actually plays the counselor <laughs> that they hired, which was just kind of like a guy looking to make some extra money. I'll have to add it to my list. Yep. All right, the next one on the list is 22 Jump Street. It's actually a sequel to 21 Jump Street that's set in high school. Um, It follows two undercover cops who are sent to pose as high school students in order to investigate a drug ring. That's 21 Jump Street. 22 is based on a little community college. They go undercover again and have to do, I think it's a drug bust. And this Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum and um, Jonah Hill. Yep. It's hilarious. Jonah Hill keeps doing community college movies. He has a theme going. (laughs) Okay, so next on the list is Night School. Night School is a comedy movie about a group of adults who go back to community college to get their GEDs. The movie stars Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. I have not seen this movie. Mm-mm. I think I it's a newer no one. Idea. Yeah. Pretty new. Okay. Okay, well, now we got Old School. <laughs> great, great movie. Um, while it's not exclusively set in a community college, the movie features a group of middle-aged men who start a fraternity at a local college. And so I think kind of the message is you're never too old for college. Uh, this is a great movie. Will Ferrell. I mean, there's just a stellar cast in this whole thing. All right. Last on the list is Last Chance You, which is actually a documentary television show. Um, it's set in a small town called Scuba, Mississippi, at East Mississippi Community College. Scuba. Yes. Scuba. And I think the first two seasons are, and it's about the players that strive to overcome personal challenges and pursue their dream of playing D1 football, which D1 oh. is like SEC, Alabama, mm-hmm. ACC, teams like that. Famous players that went to East Mississippi, my Ole Miss fans are listening, Bo Wallace, he started there, or he transferred from, I think, a bigger school to east mississippi chad kelly he went to east mississippi community college it's a really fascinating show um, because scuba is tiny it's like they'll get all these players from around the country who have done something bad or messed up you know like we all have little blunders once in a while and they'll transfer to this small community college Mm. to try to get their lives back together and end up going somewhere big because they're that talented. Okay, so did I miss you saying that this is actually a, a reality series? Is that it's a documentary? It's a documentary. So it's, okay. it's okay. based cool. on real cool. players. Hmm. Interesting. Fun fact: I think East Mississippi has won the most JUCO national championships like ever. Like they—that's the thing. When I was in college, they just won and nobody could beat them. Talking like fifty to nothing. They, oh, like wow. they just blow their <laughs> opponents out of the water. But I believe in season two they got in a huge brawl with another team, which forced them. Even the coach got involved. Like they were. <laughs> Oh trash games on the sideline. <laughs> they got like expelled from playing in the championship game, which meant my school, I graduated from Northwest, got to go to the championship game, the national championship game and won. Mm-hmm. This is not what I meant when I said I wanted my team to win the national championship. Hotty toddy. <laughs> but I'll take it. 
I got to see my school win a national championship. There you go. So you got cool. it. Cool. My little wins. You've said it a couple of times now, but I guess I haven't picked them on JUCO. Junior college, yeah. That's yeah. just a little acronym. Look at that jargon. <laughs> JUCO is what the sports casters normally call it. Mm-hmm. Junior college, yeah. So you went to junior college. I did. I went to Northwest Community College. The main campus is in Cenotopia. However, I went to the campus in South Haven. The one in Cenotopia is like a full-on campus. Like there's dorm rooms and it's, it's pretty nice. Um, but I got to stay home and go to South Haven because it's just in one big building. It was very, it was easy to go to. It was an easy transition for me, at least. Tell us a little bit more about that. Your decision and... <laughs> what made you decide that JUCO was the way for you to go and so forth? So I graduated from Center Hill High School in 2014 in DeSoto County, which is in Mississippi. And they make every senior apply to Northwest. It doesn't matter if you're planning to go there, if you've already decided to go to another college. They make you apply because you never know. Like things happen all the time. Mm-hmm. You could have a family sickness or you just change your mind last minute. And that's kind of what happened to me. I wanted to go to Ole Miss, but I knew I was not going to make it. Like if I went there first, I had some extreme anxiety. I was very shy. It's not my kind of crowd, really. So I was just like, you know, I'm going to go to Northwest and just get my basic classes out of the way. And pretty much all their scholarships pay for the whole tuition. So it's basically I went on a free ride for the time that I was there. And it just made the most sense to me because, you know, those first two years of your classes are pretty basic. You can get them anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot cheaper. Didn't really want to take out a lot of student loans because that's what I was going to have to do. So decided to go to Northwest, end up graduating with my associates before transferring to Ole Miss, which is also in that building. And that's another thing I can go off of um, is that they have a little program. Something that I want to dive back into is – you, you touched on something that we all know about. Your first couple of years of college is your basic classes. It's yeah. your core classes. And so, okay, you know, it's kind of the whole keeping up with the Joneses. Okay, cool. Yeah, you say you went to Alabama or you went to Ole Miss or Harvard or wherever it is to get your schooling. Great. That's awesome. But you made a decision that you knew who you are, your comfort zone, but also fit your pocket. Yeah. Because there is no point, and I've heard of this before, where people especially if they can get those scholarships, they can do that. Why not get those classes pretty much taken care of yeah. for free? You're going to still get a great education. You're going to get those knocked out because a lot of those are classes that don't even apply to what you're right. really going to school for. It's just kind of like, hey, you got to get your basic reading, writing, arithmetic, all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then if you you know decide to drop out eventually, you haven't wasted a ton of money at mm-hmm. a four-year university. I mean, a lot of the kids that I went to high school with, I'm pretty sure most of them didn't make it past a year or two. Yeah, they dropped Well, out. not all of them. I don't want to say, like, I went to bad high school. I didn't. But, yeah, it's a lot cheaper to do it that way. I mean, it's a great way. If you have a kid that, you know, or you yourself, you're not really sure if you're fully committed. You don't really yeah. know what you want to do. It's a nice way to kind of put your foot in the water that isn't as much of a financial commitment, but you're still going to get a great education. And then, like, you had your feeder path of, like, I got this taken care of here. You kind of have that time to grow up too, because you were going straight from high school where, you know, you're with mom and dad and you've got the structure of here's your classes to now a little bit of freedom that it's, Mm -hmm. there's not going to be a teacher that's like, Hey, the bell just rang. Why are you on this class? They don't, I mean, (laughs) I'm not saying teachers don't care, but it is a different world out there. Yeah. You're in charge of yourself. Yeah. And so you got to kind of see if you can cut it. Mm-hmm. And so there is nothing at all wrong with it. I think that that's been a disservice that people have done of, 
oh, you know, I got my my associate's degree or I got my degree or I got my master's or whatever. And then our instant next question is where? Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess it's like I became a doctor and went to school at Harvard versus I became a doctor and went to Boondock Saints, blah, blah, blue. <laughs> like, I don't know. At the end of the day, what are you? You're a doctor. Yeah. Like, does it really matter? I Now, the people who are real, like, <laughs> stuck to their alma mater, stuff like that. Yeah, it makes a difference. But whether you do night school, community college, whatever it is, you've put in the discipline. You've been in the time to get this degree, to get this work done. And you should be proud of it. And it shouldn't be diluted because... You didn't go to a well-known school or you didn't go to what someone thinks is like prestigious. I don't know. I'm not looking at you because I think you're crazy or anything. I was just I was just listening to you. But the only thing that I would say to sort of counter your point is not really a counter to your point so much as it is just I think it really does depend on what it is you want to accomplish. And if you're strictly looking for the training and the education that you're going to get from somewhere like that, then it doesn't matter where you get that. But on the other hand, you know, for instance, the first thing that jumped into my head when you when you were talking about does it you know does it really matter where you got your degree is in law school obviously uh, becoming a professor at any law school in the, in the country there is a high premium placed on where you graduated um, you know if if you want to be a professor at a law school then if you graduated from like for instance I graduated from a local law school if you graduated from from a local law school like University of Memphis Cecil C Humphreys uh, School of Law versus Harvard they're going to give a person that graduated from Harvard almost 100% more of a look than they're going to give me graduating from University of Memphis. I'm never going to make it onto the Supreme Court. It doesn't matter how accomplished my legal career is. They they just are not going to have somebody from the University of Memphis Law School uh, on the Supreme Court. They're they're looking for people that graduated from yeah, who do we have on the court like yeah, it's right now it's Harvard, Yale, Stanford. Those are the justices on the Supreme Court right now. So that does matter, but if you're looking to actually do something, if you're looking to actually, you know, not just build a resume, but you're actually looking to learn skills and get the gather the information that you'll need to be able to do a job after you graduate, then it shouldn't and probably doesn't matter where you got that education. And when you combine that with the fact that multiple states in the country now are offering free community college education. Mm-hmm. Got, Tennessee being one of them. Yeah. 20 states in the in the nation that, that are uh, offering tuition-free community college right now. Community college, even if you had to pay for it, you're talking about what? A, a difference of in-state, I guess it would be in-state tuition, $3,700 per year of in-state tuition versus an average of uh, $10,300 per year for a four-year university. So the the cost is just significantly lower and if the education that you're getting is is comparable then why wouldn't you do it why wouldn't you try and avoid putting yourself into hawk just to be able to get an education so that you can get out and and get a job it doesn't make a lot of sense you said get out and get a job mm-hmm. a lot of times people who are going to community college they're able to do that because they also have to have a job as well. Yeah. Like I know several people who there was a community college um, in Tennessee, Motlow, and a bunch of uh, people I know, like they went to school at Motlow, but then they were able to then have other jobs. Like one of them worked on the, the Coca-Cola route. And so they were going and delivering Coca-Cola products mm-hmm. while still going to school. And it worked out. They were able to get their education, but also have funds coming in because they were out on their own. Yeah, and I will say I did work most of the time. I'd say 90% of the time I was in community college and when I transferred, I worked 
And it also gave me experience because I did graduate in a marketing degree and I worked in a car dealership that was all sales. And most of my classes were in sales. So I was able to bring real life experience into what I know into my classes. I think that really helped me a lot as well. It's very beneficial. And sometimes you get in that university bubble and you're going to these classes, you're stuck just all your experiences in a classroom and your activities are, while they're great, it's, you know, Greek life or football and things like that. And then when you go out into the workforce, you have all this information you've learned, but it's all been classroom material. It hasn't been real world experience. Like I I think I've said many moons ago on these episodes, um, I got so frustrated studying for a lot of the licensing exams for our industry because there is a difference between test world and real world. For sure. And so much of the things is in any profession, you have to learn different things in order to pass your licensing, pass your certifications, all the different mm-hmm. Check the boxes. And then you have to learn what you're actually doing and get real world experience. And that's where, you know, sometimes it's, it's putting somebody you're more responsible because you've been juggling these yeah. things. And don't get me wrong. There's tons of people that go to traditional universities um, for years and work as well. So it's I'm not saying this is just unique to community college. We can't touch on this topic without touching on the broader idea of exactly what students are gaining from a four year education and the fact that it is a well-talked-about subject at this point, how so many students are going into debt to go to college mm-hmm. and get a degree that ends up ultimately not being helpful for them once they graduate from college, and they end up saddled with a lot of debt and in a job that they didn't even contemplate taking when they were in college Yeah. Um, yeah. versus people that are now pushing as we are, uh, full disclosure, pushing workforce development as a program, uh, multiple Mm -hmm. workforce development programs in high schools to get students for whom college is not necessarily the course to get them the training that they need in high school so that they can graduate from high school and go into the workforce immediately. Well, then you have the community college possibility that can provide you either a path into a four-year institution or it can provide you quick training with an associate's degree mm-hmm. at the at, you know coming very quickly thereafter for a vocation specific job that you that you want to do and that is one advantage of a community college but there are obviously other advantages of community college as well that we could get into yeah the pros of community college lower cost Cost of tuition and fees are significantly lower than a four-year university. This can save students a lot of money, especially if they're having to pay out of pocket. Flexible scheduling. You know, Nicole, you talked about you were able to work, and so you were able to really kind of set your schedule. Now, yes, you can also do that in university as well. Smaller class sizes. I think that's huge. Yeah. I remember some, I had a biology class, I think, and it was just in this massive lecture oh, hall. auditorium, yeah. Yeah. Huge, huge classrooms. Teachers don't know if you're there or not, which some people love because it's like, yeah. I can skip. But then if you skip, then your grade's yeah. probably going to reflect. I will say, I think my largest class at Northwest probably had maybe 50 people. Mm-hmm. The average was probably like 25 to 30. Oh, wow. Which was nice because if you needed help with something, or you're struggling. It's like you could easily go to the professor and be like, look, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. And they would yeah. gladly help. So it's probably a much easier than transition from yeah. high school to college with those size classrooms. Yeah, it was kind of a joke um, in high school that Northwest, where I went, was called DeSoto County Junior College, just because that's where a lot of people would go in our county. And you saw a lot of those people. It's like, hey, I thought we graduated, but here you are. And it was kind <laughs> of, it's nice to see a familiar face. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So transferable credits, obviously, you know, what work you put in at community college, then you can transition that to a university. And so, like, as you said, Court, it's you go and you either get kind of the teaching you need to have to then move on to the workforce, or you've kind of gotten those mandatory courses out of the way. And then now you're able to then go to a university and get into what you really want to dive into. Right. And then career training. Yeah, that's another great thing is, you know, we're obviously working with trying to get this more into high schools, but with the community college aspect of it, they're able to probably bring in more experience. Right. And I'll go off the transferable credits aspect. Um, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but in the same building where I went to community college was they have an Ole Miss DeSoto campus. Apparently, like 90% of the people that go to Northwest, if they're going to go to a four year, they're going to go to Ole Miss. So they created Ole Miss Northwest 2 plus 2 program, uh-huh. which is what I did. Um, what you Basically, it's you do two years at Northwest, and then you do two years at Ole Miss, which is in the same building. So I did not leave this building, and I got my bachelor's degree in marketing. And Ole Miss basically paid for me the whole way through because they want you to go to this DeSoto campus. Okay. And I graduated with no student loans, and I'm not paying anything for my college. And I got to graduate in Oxford and, and walk across the stage. Um, but I did not ever have to go to Oxford to take a class. We did a lot of virtual classes, which were in Oxford, but they basically live streamed it in South Haven. Mm-hmm. So I took classes with Oxford students. I just did not have to be there. Um, my main marketing professor, luckily, she was in South Haven, and I just loved her. She's from Germantown. I think she retired after COVID. But she was amazing, and I think she's, like, one of the reasons why I have the amount of courage I even have to do this. <laughs> she just, she's amazing. But, you know, that's just an option. You can get your bachelor's degree without ever having to leaving that building, and a lot of people take advantage of it. But, I mean, you were a student at Ole Miss, so you, yeah. you had all the benefits of being an Ole Miss. Yeah, student. I mean, yeah. I got football tickets. I, have, I still have my student ID, which maybe I use sometimes. <laughs> Nobody has to know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's you've got that I piece of paper. I still be a student, yeah. That says you went to Ole Miss. Like, yeah. you you got to I was I was more focused on that. She hit it right up front. I wanted to make sure that she got to go to the game. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I did get season tickets. And... It was a sad football season that went oh. in college. Mm. No Lane Kiffin. It was during the downfall of Hugh Freeze. So, oh, well. Mm. You know, yeah. you win shame, some, you lose shame, some. Shame. But, I mean, that's just, that's a huge thing for DeSoto County is that they have brought this to the students there and that you can not break the bank and still get a four-year degree. Mm -hmm. You're kind of in the rare group because, and maybe the younger generation, it's not as much, but do you remember, Court, we at one point talked about how you ask like a room full of, you know, 50 people what their undergrad degree is and what they actually do, Mm -hmm. and it is usually not even at all what they're doing. Yeah. The specific example that I will always bring up is a person that I know very well uh, who graduated with an undergraduate degree in biology and ended up in the finance industry. Now, they have a minor in business, but um, it was always funny to me that we both were in college together. My major was business, and and her her major was biology with a minor in business, and she always did better in all of the business classes than I did. And, you know, for her, it was just a minor, and for me, it was my major. It was just for funsies. My undergrad is organizational communication, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I I use that a good bit, I would think, in what we do now, but I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, oh, can you give me advice about getting into the financial world? Like, I'm thinking about going to college and I'm like 
I did not do anything <laughs> financial no. in in my undergrad. It was not until much later. That's very interesting. Nicole, much like you, I, I was sort of drawn to marketing and management. I was very much drawn to sort of the more, I guess, theoretical aspects of the business school. The numbers side of it wasn't really what engaged me the most. But obviously, to get a major in business, I had to take econ and I had mm-hmm. to take accounting and finance and uh, management and marketing. Those were the five big ones that you, you had to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, you also had to take statistics and calculus. And oh, stuff. I hated statistics. I hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, statistics really is of the devil. Um, <laughs> it's It really is a horrible, horrible I don't think class. we're allowed to say that in more than financial world. <laughs> I, I just said it, and I stand by it. I just, statistics was god. It was awful. My statistics I mean, professor, like, chewed on a unlit cigar during oh. all the classes. He was a big old entrepreneur and just, like, a real cool guy but like he always would chew on a stogie Mm. for his lectures i can always tell mine was frazzled because he actually taught in oxford but he had the broad stream to south haven tupelo and like two other Ole miss campuses so as he was in charge of all these students and i could always tell him like he is just miserable (laughs) to finish my point i guess was was just of all of the things that i thought i might get into after college you know i was like oh maybe i'll go work at an advertising firm or you know something like that or manage a, a, a small company whatever 20 years after i graduated from college i'm at a finance yeah. firm. And I also do a lot of work with an accounting firm. You just do everything. <laughs> you know? So uh, ultimately, I'm, I ended up with the with the numbers, even though that wasn't really my focus when I was there. Yeah, and yeah. I will say at the DeSoto campus, they don't offer every single major that you'll find on a normal campus. So you're talking about Ole Miss, the DeSoto campus. Yes, so um, most of us were business majors, mm-hmm. elementary education, or social work. Mm-hmm. Those were the three okay. big ones that people would do. Um, anything outside of that. I think they did general business. Um, I can't remember all of them, but those were the main ones. Because that that also was a, on the list of cons for a community yeah. college. That's the first thing. The limited that, degree options. The, the, the limited yeah. degree options. Yeah. Cons, limited degree. Number two, social life. So social life at community college is not as vibrant as a four-year university. So this can be a drawback. Or it could be a positive if you are Honestly, tempted. <laughs> I was not a big sorority person. I knew I was never going to do that. Well, it I can tell you me. that the TV show community certainly <laughs> makes it appear that it's, it's quite a social uh, experience if you go to community college. Because I was not friends with Donald Glover or Joel McHale. Well, they, they, I did have some older friends, though. So <laughs> The entire premise of the show is, is based around this group of people who basically meet at the very beginning of their community college uh, careers and form a friend group, a study group, but mm-hmm. they become friends very quickly. And they don't really study. Um, uh, the majority of the scenes take place in the room where they're supposed to be studying, the library or whatever it is. Um, but they're talking about anything but classes most of the time. I need to watch that show because that's it's, basically what I did. We had like our own Ole Miss lounge in this building that none of the Northwest students could go in. Yeah, And I will say that probably five of my best friends to this day I met going to that school so I mean it's a con but you know it worked out in my favor mm-hmm. yeah I really wanted to go to Ole Miss but I knew I would get in trouble because of the thriving oh, yeah. social life so much mm-hmm. I knew I would be tempted okay the next con on this list is the rates so uh, completion rate completion rates mm-hmm. for the community college students is lower than a four-year university this means that some students may find it difficult to complete their degree at a community college I wonder I if it's challenged so much that if it's well, I mean, com- you can't argue with completion rate. I think the interpretation of what the completion rate means, does it mean that it's harder to to finish or does it just mean that 
there are more students who go to community college who are less inclined to. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. Well, I, I know somebody very close to me that went to a community college and was, I think, within like two, one or two classes of completing mm-hmm. and would have had his associates and everything and got busy, got promotions in work and just moved oh. on. I also think it could mean like, you know, you're not spending tons of money. You're taking out a lot of student loans. So it's like, oh, I can drop this. I'm just not going to put me, I'm not going to waste all that money. Mm-hmm. You don't have a vested interest yeah. in it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one too. Um, that's a hard one to look at because of it. There's a ton of people that drop out really quickly in yeah. four year schools and then parents have just either keep paying or their kids just move to something else. Or I wonder the study of kids that go to a four year, then go to a they community college, they come back. Yeah, I mean, I have friends that have started out at Memphis and they're like, it's not for me. So I'm just going to head over to Northwest and see what I can do and go from there. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty normal, I would think. So and then the last one on this cons list is transferring credits. Well, yeah, we just talked about that as a pro, but not all of them can transfer. Yeah. Not all of them have those special programs that are linked with four years, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, that's definitely something you need to look into. But I think that, you know, we didn't talk about on the pros or the cons, the stigma. I know we kind of went down a little rabbit hole on that. But there's nothing at all wrong with community college. If you want to better yourself, if you want to get an education, then do it. And I will tell you as a person that, (laughs) I mean, I never knew my road would lead me to where I am doing all kinds of continuing education things that I just, you know, I'm doing just finished my master's program and I'm already thinking about the next thing I'm going to do. But I think that's when you get into a field you enjoy the way to keep moving forward. The way this kind of ties into another episode, like for instance, like Nicole with you, we had a fear of AI and, and even in financial world too, of AI coming and taking marketing jobs, taking financial advisor jobs. And so the way that you and I can keep ourselves tip top is keep educating ourselves. Now, it it doesn't mean necessarily we have to go back to community college or we have to go to university, but it may mean that we take a seminar, we may do this, Mm -hmm. do that. And so why, unless you want to be Supreme Court justice or you want to be, you know, a doctor at a certain residency or certain fields like that, there's no point in spending so much money on a community college or university to get your undergrad until you decide really where you're going with it. Honestly, yeah, I had no idea what I was going to do when I went to college. I was like, I'm just going to go here and start getting my basic classes and see where that goes. And I overheard someone talking about marketing. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let's look into that. And luckily, I was able to transfer all my credits to be able to do that. I don't know what would have happened if I didn't choose that route, but I'm glad I did. So I found out a lot about myself and then, of course, making all my friends that I have made. So one of the things that I did as a parent was I I took my experience going through uh, high school and sort of what I felt like was like I, I always knew I was going to go to college in my household. It was just sort of that was the expectation. You went to you went to high school, you graduated high school, then you went to college. But nobody ever really discussed with me that I recall. I, I never, I never was committed to a particular school. You know, you've got people that are raised in households where one school is super important, and you know that's the school they're going to go to no matter what. Then obviously you've got people that are like, man, they're ride or die for a, a, an Ivy League or or whatever the school is. I didn't have anything like that, and I never had anybody really talk to me about what I should be considering when I selected a school. So I did what 
any 18-year-old guy with a long-term girlfriend would do, and I just ended up going where my girlfriend was. Um, Did that work out for you? It did. It worked out for me. It doesn't always work out. It doesn't always work out. (laughs) Back to what I started by saying, uh, as a parent, I very much focused on, uh, at least with two of my children, I very much focused on giving them the criteria that they should be looking at to decide what sort of school they wanted to go to. I didn't focus with any of them on the next step. And that next step being like, okay, what are you going to study when you get there? Like I was so focused on, okay, pick the right school, find the right Mm -hmm. school, go to a school that suits you that I didn't pay any attention to. Okay. And this is what you do once you get there. This is how you should, you know, what, what do you want to do? What do you want to focus on? So on and so forth. So none of my kids, well, with the exception of probably my, my son, I don't think really any of my kids went into school knowing what they wanted to study and knowing what they wanted to do when they got out of school. And certainly my two daughters went in with, I think, one idea of what they might take and or what they might cover, what they might do when they were done with school. And I think both of their ideas of what they might do once they were done evolved over the course of their education. So, you know, I think you do have to, if you're looking at schools, if you're looking, if you're considering stuff like that, I think you do have to consider where you're going. You have to consider all those financial implications of where you're going. If college of any sort is even the best option for you. I have said before, and I will probably say again, I've always been a big fan of microworks. Um, and of course, he advocates for people to take vocations instead of mm-hmm. spending the money to go to uh, school after high school, because not ev- that is not necessarily the path for everybody. But you do have to decide, is this my path? Okay, what is going to be the best path for me? What? How do I choose the school I want to go to? And then also, I think, put some thought into where is this going to take me? What ultimately is my goal for my career afterwards? How am I going to make a living, earn my money, and live after, say, the age of 22 until I die at 92? You know, you're looking at... That's kind of sad. That's a long (laughs) time. time. (laughs) And I will say, I think community college is also a good option. If you don't know that school is the right option for you, I mean, just try it. Especially Mm -hmm. like if you live in one of those 20 states, that's it's free. I mean, Mm -hmm. what do you have to lose? You can go and you can probably easily decide this is not for me. Mm. Oh, yeah. And you're not going to spend a ton of money doing it. <laughs> and I know we harped on this before, but, you know, some of the greatest people have gone to just community colleges and been very successful. Steve Jobs went to a community college. Look at, Legend. Look at what all Steve Jobs has done. Tom Hanks, we talked about him earlier. He went to a community college in order to then get to the path he needed to then study theater and get to where he is today. And so... You don't look at it as, oh, I'm not going to Ole Miss or Mississippi State or wherever it may be. You look at it as this is the path that I need to take to have my ultimate success in life. And the other thing we didn't really talk about was that community college has a much more inviting environment when it comes to someone older wanting to go to school. Mm -hmm. Like that maybe they had a situation with family or something where they couldn't go to college right away or they couldn't do something or they're just, you know, they want to go back to school and finish. Going to community college has less of a a stigma, I guess, towards it than, hey, you're sitting at Ole Miss campus and you've got a 40-year-old sitting next to a 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. I, I can't speak to what it feels like to go to uh, undergraduate or go to community college as an older person, but I did go to law school as an older person and I sat next to a bunch of people who 
you know, I was in my thirties with three kids and I was, I was sitting with a bunch of people who were 22, 23 years old, just out of undergraduate and going straight into law school. And uh, I felt, I felt old. So <laughs> I, if community college uh, is an option for people older and who want to go back and, and get some education and not feel out of place, then I think that's great because I certainly felt out of place <laughs> and I would like to avoid that. But also, you know, these cons and Nicole, please chime in on this and correct me. One of the cons on this list is there are limited degree options, but one of my big interest areas in terms of community college has always been some of the variety of classes that they offer that I'm like, oh, I'd like to go take that class. Seems like there are a lot of interesting classes that you could possibly take, even if you don't necessarily have a lot of degree options. It seems like there are a lot of good classes. Yeah, I can't remember all of the class options. It's been a while since I looked at the list, um, but I'm sure there are. I mean, there, Northwest had a lot of degree options. They had a, a huge nursing school mm -hmm. that I know a lot of people went to and would get their degree. Um, I want to say they had something like some technical, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but when I was there, it was mostly people going for education mm. and um, business. Social work was a huge one. Um, accounting, because, you know, Ole Miss has a pretty highly ranked accounting school. A lot of a lot of my friends were accounting degrees. Mm. But yeah, I'm sure there were some options that were there that were available that were pretty cool. Probably more on the big campus, on the main campus than what I experienced in South Haven. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess um, I will uh, I will just point out to anybody who's listening that I have had the opportunity several times to set up trusts for clients for education, specifically for the education of their heirs. And uh, one of the things that I have found interesting over the years that I've set those sorts of trusts up is what seems to be a changing attitude in a lot of the people as far as what they are willing to consider education for the purposes of receiving benefits from the trusts that we're setting up. The first couple I did, it was four-year education. I think the first one I ever did, the, the client had me put in a stipulation that it had to be a four-year degree from a college that had a real campus and real buildings. It could not be an online college and, and so on and so forth. You know, so there was there was really this attitude like, it must be a four-year degree. It must be from a from a state or a private institution, blah, blah, blah. It cannot be like a Phoenix University or whatnot. And over the years, most people's attitudes toward that kind of education has evolved, at least in my experience. And now I see a whole lot more people that are willing to say, you know, the trust that I'm setting up will pay for community college. It will pay for an online education at an online institution. It will pay for vocational school. So to the extent that Katie, as you mentioned, that there might have ever been some sort of stigma attached to certain types of school or certain kinds of schools. I hope and I think that that stigma might be going away, that attitudes might be shifting towards a more openly accepting idea of what different people need to accomplish their different goals. Um, certainly, I think we can all, Nicole, I'm not going to make you chime in on this, but Katie, I think you and I both can say that like, if we had been reviewing uh, resumes and had tossed Nicole's resume because, oh, she went to a, a community college for two years, we can't look at her, she's not an acceptable candidate. 
uh, we would have absolutely 100% lost out on a great find. So I'm smiling over here. Yeah, you have to. You can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, there are so many different options for the way people complete their life goals nowadays that I think you have to be open to all of them and be willing to, to try and find that diamond. I just completed my master's for personal financial planning. I could have gone and done it through an Alabama, uh, really any kind of college, but then it would have been, the price would have tripled probably. So I chose to do it through kind of a, you know, a very reputable organization, get that done, have the designations, have the education behind it all. So I've got my master's completed, but it wasn't a good financial decision just to be able to say, oh, I graduated from Alabama with my master's in personal financial planning. Like, they're, they're, yeah. no. And that's something that nobody can take away from you is that designation and that your degree. You should be proud of it regardless, no matter where it came from. Okay, are y'all ready to bullseye this? Cool, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Let's bullseye it up. Nicole? I'm the first bullseye. You're the first, You're the bullseye. first bullseye. No pressure. Um, I definitely agree that there has been a stigma in community college. It was like that when I first started. However, I think it's gotten better over the years. I'm proud that I went to community college because it ultimately led me to this path that I'm on now. So I would definitely look into it. Mississippi has like 15 community colleges in the state. I think the most of any state in the country. The option's there. Um, just check it out and see if they have the degree option that you're interested in. And don't knock it till you try it because... It worked in my favor, and I think it's a great option across the board for anyone. Bullseye! Sorry, that might have been loud. <laughs> okay, my bullseye is absolutely ditto to what Nicole said. But no, seriously, you know, think about the pros and cons. Really take a second to not knock it till you try it. Look at it and see that it could be very beneficial. It could be great for you. It could be great for your kid. But there's so many pros that I really think outweigh the cons. And again, I think the wind is changing with the stigmas. Bullseye. Well, I think uh, I think y'all have covered it all. And as usual, I will be the cop out and not give a bullseye. Can I ask both of you a fun question? Yeah. Sure. Is there one class that you still have nightmares about and that you took in college? Nightmares. Because I have one. What was your nightmare class? So when I was at Ole Miss, I had to take a business strategy class. Mm. And my professor was the head of business at Ole Miss, period. Not just mm -hmm. South Haven, but the whole campus. Mm -hmm. And he scared me to death. And I can't even tell you. I mean, I learned a lot, but I can't tell you what exactly gives me nightmares, but I still have nightmares about that class. You had to, like, rate yourself at the end of each class, like, on how you participated, if you answered enough questions. If you were wrong, he'd just say no and then just walk off. And mm. it's like, I don't know, that one, that one gives me nightmares. Mm. I just didn't know if anybody else experienced this or am I just weird? Uh, statistics. <laughs> uh, yeah. If we are speaking literally here, uh, I don't have, there are no classes that I still have actual nightmares about. Mm. There are classes that I look back on unfondly. Econ 101, I really did not do well in that class. And I actually took it again and um, did far better the second time around I took it. But it, that was a terrible class for me the first time I took it. And statistics was was a horrible class for me the only time I took it. But I also had uh, classes in law school that were highly, highly stressful. And I always hear torts. No, torts, torts didn't bug me. Okay. Contracts didn't bug me. Crim law. All those, all those first year classes uh, were not really troublesome to me except for legal methods, which is basically the class where they teach you how to write like a lawyer. 
that one stressed me the heck out. And I'm it stressed was, just listening to it. Yeah. It was highly it was it was uh that was a tough class, especially because I'm not I'm not super inclined to writing. You know, it's not something that I just love to do. So that was a tough class, but none of them that I'm that I can remember anyway, none of them give me nightmares. I have several that were like random things that I still remember today. Like I had a management, um, I think it was a conflict management class that I took and we were talking about if an accident happens and the power of how the story changes and like mm-hmm. somebody describing like, oh, I heard a gunshot and then somebody else heard that. So then their entire story changed. It just really stuck with me on how trying to get people to explain what they saw, what they heard and how to really weed out what is manipulated from other people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I do have two classes I wish I could go back to again because they were awesome. It was a political propaganda class that was all like back to the 60s, 70s, 80s, those old advertisements and really like breaking those down and analyzing those. I loved that class. And then I did a movie theory class that was all about different relationships, communication, conflict management and taking different movies and like analyzing them into how you could like take it into the world. I want to, I want Can you to... imagine that political class if it was taught based on today's? Oh, gosh. I'm sure <laughs> that class is probably current now. Mm. If I could go back, actually, Cameron sent me this article that there is a class on Taylor Swift at Arizona State. Can you I audit would, it? I, I could teach that class. Mm. So you weren't going to leave this episode without me mentioning Taylor Swift. <laughs> there it is. I never go out of style. Oh. <laughs> I had to do it. Sorry, Court. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell just in time. If you you have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast podcast, if you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beamed directly to your device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about Court, Katie, or Cameron, you can go to our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com unfortunately we don't have a bio for nicole on there not yet (laughs) it's gonna come (laughs) but you can go to that website leave a comment suggest a topic you'd like to hear us talk about or actually i think you can even listen to episodes there if you want to um if you'd like to see some pictures or talk to us on x then we have handles for instagram and x those are both at bullcast podcast we also have a Facebook page that is Bullcast the Podcast uh, on Facebook. And then finally, somewhere where you could go and find out more about Nicole, if you're so inclined, and find out more about the rest of us on this podcast and what we do. We've mentioned before we work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you'd want to find out more about any of us on this podcast or our team or our boss, David Pickler, then feel free to go to that website. That is PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you everything that you need to go forth and pick out your favorite community college. Apply to a community college. So Rangers. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Nicole. And we're done. Woo.